my issue that I had with a lot of the shorts I would do, you know, back in the day was a lot of the time I would have a whole bunch of setup, you know, like, cause it's like something I find very funny is like a normal situation that quickly like goes off the rails. The, and what I had to learn is <laughs> you can't have this normal situation go on for 10 minutes because like right. people aren't going to know it's supposed to be funny. So right. that was something I had to learn kind of in the process was, yeah, get that joke out early and, and just right. let people know what kind of thing you're making. We're getting the joke out early. Okay, here it is. Step one, listen to this episode. Step two, bypass the Sedona International Film Festival. Step three, buy plane, train, bus tickets to Sedona. Step four, watch A Fantastic Relationship on February 25th, the film's world premiere. It's that good. Anticipatory jokes are headed your way. Welcome to First Time Go. I'm Benjamin Ducek. I'm joined today by the film's director, writer, actor, comedian, editor, former YouTube star, man of infamy, not obscurity, relative or otherwise, Bridge Stewart. Dude's got his world feature premiere this week. Let's celebrate. Good day, Bridge Stewart, director, writer, actor of A Fantastic Relationship. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. How you doing, Ben? I'm great better now that I saw your film. I loved it. And I was thinking about one of the things I love most about it, and maybe there's a technical term for this as a writer, but one of the things I really loved is that like, there were several moments, and I won't, no spoilers, but there were several moments in there where you knew something was going to happen, but it hadn't happened yet, and you knew it was going to be funny when it happened. Is that called like anticipatory laughter? Surely you put that specifically in there. So you would know that it would if you're if a viewer was halfway paying attention, they would know it's coming. And it's just like so the hilarious the payoff was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I I've never thought about a specific term for this, but anticipate anticipatory joke is right. what you said, right? Like yeah. uh yeah, I'm 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 gonna steal that from you and uh <laughs> claim I came up with that. But yeah, no, that was yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you appreciate the anticipatory jokes in this film. <laughs> it's it's a great film and I'm looking forward to sharing more about it, talk with you more about it. I think it has its premiere February 25th at the Sedona International Film Festival. That must be exciting. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. This is going to be the, the world premiere of this thing. I got some cast and crew coming out to uh, Sedona to check it out. So yeah, it's, it's it's very very exciting. I'm I'm very pumped to get this this film out into the world and for people to see it in a theater. That's fantastic. So I want to start sort of in the beginning for you. Uh, when I was doing my research, I ran across a guy. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know if you saw this guy, but he wrote, and I think this was meant to be complimented, but he said he bridge makes professional grade sketch comedy while operating in relative obscurity. And I thought, <laughs> what? like, what? what? <laughs> I don't the, even know uh, where to start. That uh, <laughs> sums up my life right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's great. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. And it's true, <laughs> you know. It's... Well, stated from a podcaster in complete obscurity, can you talk a little bit about your journey and like how your journey toward comedy started and then filmmaking? 
Sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, so I've always, you know, had an interest in in filmmaking, you know, ever since I was a kid. I you know, I, I saw Jurassic Park in, in in the movie theater and I it was the first time I realized like Oh, wait, like what, what, how do they make these things? And so like, that's what sort of started my journey, obviously. But yeah, I, I, I went to film school down in Los Angeles and I ended up staying here and working a bunch of, you know, I've working a bunch of different jobs on set and always wanting to do, you know, be able to direct and write. Like that was, that was the ultimate goal. And my, my roommate at the time was like, Hey, you know, why don't we just start shooting stuff? Like, why don't we just no, no intention of, of production value or anything, just, just film, (laughs) just film. And so did that, did that for many years. and, And through that process, I kind of like learned, Sort of, you know, I hate to say it sounds cliche, but learned like what my voice was, I guess, in that process, learning what I what I enjoyed doing and learning what I, you know, wasn't so good at, too. So, yeah. And just, you know, I've always I've always been interested in film, but like. I just don't take myself that seriously, <laughs> really. So I think like <laughs> that kind of mentality sort of injects itself into what I make. And, you know, that turns in that's that's comedic, I suppose. I, I suppose that's what makes it funny. Did you are always know you had that talent, though? Like, were you always just making jokes or, you know, maybe doing stand up or was it just something you learned as you filmed? <sighs> No, I mean, like, I, I guess I just, I think, I think it boiled down to, cause I, I like, I made all sorts of like little handheld video camera shorts in high school and stuff. And I just specifically remember feeling awkward when there wasn't a reaction from the audience. And so if they were at least laughing, I'm like, all right, like this, at least I know they're reacting to it. And so like, I think just having that sort of reaction, I guess it's like my ADHD, like (laughs) wanting, needing an initial reaction to something. And yeah, yeah, no, that kind of informed the, me wanting to do comedy. It's just seeing, like having a, having a group of your friends laugh at something you made is like a great feeling to have. So yeah, I, I think that's where it came from. Is there something, so Matthew Robinson, who was on the podcast a bit ago, talked about how he puts a joke like really early on to see if the audience is with him. Is there something to that? Like when you're sitting down and watching with people who haven't seen the film before, can you sort of tell like if they're going to get it, if they, if they laugh, it's sort of like the first few scenes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's super important to, you know, set the tone right off the bat of what you're going to be doing. My, my issue that I had with a lot of the shorts I would do, you know, back in the day was a lot of the time I would have a whole bunch of setup, you know, like, cause it's like something I find very funny is like a normal situation that quickly like goes off the rails. And what I had to learn is (laughs) you can't have this normal situation go on for 10 minutes because like people aren't going to know it's supposed to be funny. So that was something I had to learn kind of in the process was, yeah, get that joke out early and and just let people know what kind of thing you're making, you know? And I think I kind of do that in this movie. (laughs) So, yeah. 
there's like five or six set scenes in here where you're doing that. And it's, <laughs> I think it in my head and I wish I could say something about it, but I won't, but it's just like <laughs> so funny. And it's just really, it was one of, one of the funniest movies I've seen it's just in terms of just like going through different set pieces. And I, I really think there is something to the idea that if the audience member is paying attention, they can so, like the jokes are heightened because you see like what's going to happen with these particular characters or where it's going to go. So I, I think there is something to that. So can you talk a little bit about how this particular film was made? Was it made out of a short? Was it, you know what, I'm finally going to make my feature. How did, uh, how did it come to be? Yeah. So, you know, this, this film kind of came together. I always wanted to, you know, over the years of, of making all like, cause you know, for those that don't, I, I did a bunch of like YouTube shorts and, and like, I would I, I hesitate on calling them short sometimes because there's just like very little production value behind them. It's literally like me and my friend Reed, who is a great camera operator, like and and funny guy who informed me. Like he he and I would just go and I would shoot things for him and he would shoot things for me. And we would go out, shoot these shorts and just kind of sort of the more like scenes it'd be like one-off scenes kind of and through that process it was like i i kind of like grew to be like i want to i i progressively like wanted better talent you know great right. great actors and stuff that's something that right. like i love in in the process is like working with great actors and seeing them like you know elevate the material exactly and like that that is that informs i guess so much of the process and like that kind of like drove me to want to make this movie like after several years of doing these shorts i i had kind of built out a friend group of a lot of these talented actors that i just wanted to make a movie with and so i kind of wrote this script around a lot of these actors that i knew and then also wrote it around like you know budgetary issues you, you'll notice a lot <laughs> right. of this thing takes place in apartments and houses right. and a park but yeah it, it, it but it was kind of like a cool exercise though in, in that process of like wanting to write something around talent and having those restrictions and and saying seeing how funny it could be seeing and seeing how you know we could build out these characters with these actors that i know right. that was kind of the big motivating factor for this film and so there was no short there's no short version of it yeah, oh I yeah i i would say that like a lot of the scenes in the movie are based off of shorts that i have yeah. done so i kind of like merged some of the scenes some of the shorts that i did into this movie like the opening scene i've done a lot of like shorts that involve <laughs> breakups <laughs> you know so <laughs> right this movie is very much centered around a breakup so yeah. i that very much informed like yeah the that that aspect of the film yeah so can you talk a little bit about what when you people sit down in sedona february 25th or and then later in theaters what do you want them to feel? You want them to laugh. You want them to feel, you know, is it a, is it a rom-com technically? Like what, what, what do you want people to take away from it? Sure. Yeah. I, well, yeah, no, I think like the hierarchy of this is, yeah, I definitely want people to, to laugh if they don't laugh, uh, like <laughs> it's a serious problem. Um, but yeah, no, I want, I want people to have like a good time. You know, I right. going into this process, like I, I, you know, I just wanted a, a movie and like the, the, the word fun 
kept like coming right. into my head while like writing it. And it's just like, it's fun. It's light. And, but like also, you know, underneath that high, that, that level of the hierarchy, I guess it's like, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it is a story about relationships, right? Like it's a story about, you know, the, the complexities and, and, and the, you know, messiness right. of a relationship and, and like, a, a kind of aspect I, I always sort of fell into is like, can can you love somebody that you might not like? And I think like that informs a lot of this too, is just this sort of question of, you know, there's a lot of arguing in this right. movie, you know, and there is a lot of back and forth between these characters, but it's, it sort of raises this question of like, like ultimately these, you know, do these people love one another, even right. though like, Outwardly, there seems to be so much messiness, you know, with right. with this relationship, and so much, you know, it's it, it's it, it's messy, and so just just kind of delving into that subject matter, and and also just you know, kind of this idea of like what I find very funny is you know the appearances like we put on for ourselves, you know, like completely just just to be able to you know get through anything you need to put on a variation of a mask you know and right. just the way that Completely. these characters do this and then having those masks you know fall apart on them is oh. always a funny thing so yeah I, I i you know ultimately i want people to laugh have a great time with this but you know hopefully there's some some other <laughs> you know deeper things <laughs> underneath this stuff you know and I feel like you were able to weave commentary a little bit. You like it, it'll be feel like of the moment when people watch it. Was that intentional there, like in terms of when you were writing it? Because it's always tricky, right? To like because if somebody watched it five years from now, you don't know like will this feel dated? Was there a sense of including like sort of contemporary things? What was your what was your thought process while writing it in terms of the humor parts, especially when it comes to contemporary issues? Contemporary issues. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I definitely had a couple like COVID jokes in this thing. And like, by the time I was editing it, ever like me right. and everyone else was like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about this. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember that in there. So. Yeah, no, they, they, those all got cut. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tricky, those contemporary jokes. I feel like a lot of, a lot of time things move fast now. Right. And, you know, I think I, I think I referenced young thug in the movie and like, yep. man, he is in jail for like the last year and a half. So it's like, <laughs> it's a little tricky <laughs> that reference, but yeah, I, I, I mean, contemporary jokes are always funny, but it's always like, I'm realizing like, man, time, things move fast in our right. modern world. So, you know, just be, Keep it keeping an eye on making sure that they can remain timeless, I guess, is important as well. Right. So can you talk a little bit about the timeline? So it was finished editing maybe a year ago, something like that, six months ago. And then yeah. you submitted it to festivals. Did you have a certain strategy of where you wanted it to go and then, you know, how you want it to be released? Sure. Yeah. So I started writing the film in um, uh, 2021 and like this is it, i had been like kind of marinating on the ideas of it previous to that but like i finally just in 2021 finally just 
put it all on the paper. And the the thing that I was lucky with is that like, you know, I I had a little bit of a a YouTube following over the years. And, And over those years, like... People were would reach out and say like, "Oh yeah, do you have a Patreon or whatever we can give money to?" Nice. I'm like, "Wait, wait for the feature, <laughs> you know, and then I'll <laughs> ask you for money." And so, yeah, a lot of it happened through that. Like, and this, I mean, you know, full disclosure, like this is a very low budget film, you know. Really, and, it's uh, hard to tell. I mean, you did great with it, Bridge. Like, it, you oh, wouldn't tell that, you. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Ben Ben Joyner, my DP, that guy, man, he he made wonders happen with <laughs> with the schedule yeah. we were on. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it looks great for the 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 budget is anyway. We we started filming in 2022, like April 2022. It was a two and a half week shoot, so it was like I think it was 12 days of shooting, 12 13 days, and. Editing for, I edited it for about six months and then did the the festival run. Yeah. I, I mean, editing for that and then color and sound and stuff. And like, again, very much give, uh, I'm going to give it up to like the, you know, John Boward, my, my audio post guy, he like worked wonders, you know, Marcos, he was my on set sound and he did everything and, and Ben Joyner, my DP, those, those guys worked wonders for the size of the crew and the speed with which we were working. I think it really looks good for what we were working at. We had a very small limited crew on this and which was weirdly like beneficial. I felt like, cause it's like we were able to move really fast with right. such a small crew. It didn't become sort of this lurching thing that, you know, was it was difficult to handle, but you know, the flip side of that is, you know, not having a, you know, art director <laughs> or like an AD. Right. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Wow. You did so much of this on your own, like in terms of editing and directing, writing, acting. That's, that's amazing, Bridge. And it really doesn't, doesn't look that way. Like, so I think, you know, just thinking about it, I think there's ways to do it that, make it less noticeable, right? Like if you do, you did scenes where you wouldn't notice that there's, you know, not a ton of actors in it, for instance, like it seems like there's certain tricks you might've taken to make it look better, you know, more high budget, I guess, than what it was. Yeah. We, we used all the tricks in the book we could, (laughs) you know, to, uh, to, to, to pull that off. And ultimately, yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fantastic. So Sedona in February, can you talk a little bit about how you found out? I think I talked to Patch twice on the podcast and he just talked about how much of a filmmaker's festival that the Sedona International Film Festival is. Can you talk a little bit about when you found out what that was like? Yeah, yeah. I I had heard about Sedona through some, you know, mutual friends and, and filmmakers and they had, they highly recommended it like I, again yeah. like you said i've heard it's very much a a filmmakers film festival and so that was sort of the process and and, and you know hearing back from it was awesome I, I i've i personally have never been to sedona but i it's gorgeous uh, you're gonna have fun yeah i'm very excited i'm gonna try and hit some some vortexes while i'm over there <laughs> apparently that's a thing in uh, sedona but 
yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited and and also just to you know meet the the people that put on like this and 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 right. put on such a cool festival and and the filmmakers involved. Like I, I love meeting fellow filmmakers, fellow directors, writers, actors, things like that. It's it's so fun to like be able to you know. I guess talk shop and all that stuff about these sort of things. So yeah, I'm very excited. Sedona sounds awesome. I'm I'm very <laughs> pumped for this place. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So like I said, you act in this film and you have a great comedic background. So can you talk a little bit about that decision? Like obviously for you, it's it's I won't maybe I won't use the word easy, but it's pretty logical to decide, hey, I can act in my film. Because, uh, you know, you're bringing comedic talents, it's proven on the YouTube shorts. Like, it's almost like you've proven it through your success there. What would you say to an indie filmmaker who may, you know, have a limited budget, but may not have like the acting skills? Can you talk a little bit about how they should gauge whether they can act in their film? Because I know I wouldn't want to act in a film that I created. So can you talk a little bit about what that decision making process should be? Yeah. I think a lot of it, it can't because when I initially wrote it, I, I was sort of up in the air about acting in it myself. I think one thing that kind of like helped me like go through that is like so much of the time when I'm writing, like the stuff that I do is very dialogue heavy. And if you read my the script I wrote, it's just like very basic descriptions and then just walls of dialogue. But like <laughs> The, the the process of doing that is me, you know, sitting in a room and like talking it out like I, I have to kind of talk it out. And through that, you know, it, it ended up informing a lot of the, the character of the of the character in the film who I play. And I just thought, you know, again, it, it boiled down to like keeping it as simple as possible and just me understanding that character and understanding like sort of what how the jokes would land with that character and sort of what this per perspective of this character was it it just kind of was like an easy an easier route to go because i i could just put myself in there and also i mean like you know it's also harder to get somebody to stick around for two and a half weeks <laughs> for a, a film shoot. I mean, it, it literally was right. also a logistical like <laughs> decision doing that, but you know, it's also fun. I like, I like, I like acting. I like doing that. And it's like a different sort of skill set, I guess, than absolutely. And, and like, you know, if people, I guess to your question about whether people should, what would, how should they decide whether to do right. that? I mean, it's like, yeah, just film yourself, <laughs> like reading the lines, film yourself, playing characters, film yourself in the role that like you want. And, you know, if you have an eye for, for this, which like, you know, you probably will, if you're, you know, going to be directing and stuff, right. you'll, you'll be able to tell if you're working or not, you know, I right. mean, obviously you have bias against it or, or for it, but for yourself, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's, <laughs> some, self, there's some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, Ugh. but <laughs> the, you know, you, you, you get it. Yeah. It's just all about kind of the gut feeling about it, whether it wor it's working or not. Do you think it might be harder for somebody to direct and act like, you mentioned you wrote the script. So what did that make it a little bit easier sort of knowing that you could fill that character because you wrote the lines for that character? 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't have really too much experience. I, I don't have any experience like directing and acting, but not writing, writing something like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that would be like. That's kind of hard for me to imagine, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, when you, when you write something that you act in, I mean, it's going to be a lot easier because you've written it already in your voice. So it, yeah, especially with the right. Yeah. I think, I think it's just easier if you write it and, and yeah, if you write it, you're going to write in your right. voice. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the state of comedy now? Like I find it hard to find like a fun movie to watch with my wife on like a Friday night, just want to chill with a bottle of wine, watch, laugh, just have fun, not really getting into something serious. Cause the serious movies, they're fantastic. Love them. But like, I don't want to do that. Like every single night, like watch this serious thing. Like yeah. why are there not more comedies out there? Was it a challenge to get the, that made in the sense of genre? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Comedy is kind of in a, I guess in a, a little bit of a weird state right now. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, I, I guess, comedic films that, that right. come out. It, it, from what I've noticed, at least, it seems like comedy as a genre is sort of just kind of merged with other genres, you know, exactly. like comedy action films, comedy horror films, comedy, you know, all this other stuff. And I think, right. I think, you know, it, it's, it's tough to get movies in theaters these days. And, and so like, I think a lot of the time it's relying on the fact that, okay, this has to be a genre movie, but let's inject comedy into it. The straight up comedy stuff is, I think is probably moved more to television at this, at this point. Interesting. Yeah. And it seems like, but also, I mean, it's weird. Cause like one of the funniest shows was like succession. I thought right. <laughs> like yeah, that completely. show is hilarious, <laughs> but like, is it classified as a comedy? I don't know. You know? Yeah. So it's tough. It's in a, it's kind of in a weird state. Cause like this, this movie is definitely like, it kind of hark harkens back to like an older time. It's kind of like almost it like does. a screwball comedy from like, yeah. uh, you know, the the thirties or forties or something. Right. I, I feel like that's almost the closest comparison this this movie is to like that. I mean, it has like sort of elements of like rom com and stuff too. But yeah, it's it's a little its own island at, at, at the moment. And yeah, no, it's. Uh, you know, luckily I shot it for a really low budget. So <laughs> it, like it doesn't need to make like $20 million, you know, but it would be nice. We're not it, turning it nice. down. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like for your next projects, do you feel like you have, this is sort of your genre, like are directors in general able to like, do you think modern directors able to like expand? Like, are you planning on like a, a bridge Stewart horror film as sort of a coming down the pike or? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like I actually am like writing a horror comedy <laughs> right <Nice>. now. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like, look, I, I, it's partly logistical, like <laughs> just because it's like, it's easier to get that made, but it's also fun. I like, I love horror movies, you right. know, and it's, I love genre movies and it's, it's fun. Like even I, when I sit down and I see a genre film, it's like, I'm immediately want to gravitate towards that because it's like, okay, I know sort of, the rough like rules here. I know that like what, what kind of a film I'm going into and it's, it's fun making genre movies. I think I, yeah, I think anybody can make 
anything, <laughs> you know, any, any genre they want, they should feel that way. You know, there's, there's people that obviously don't, but like, and that's, I think, yeah, I would love to make a genre film. Absolutely. And, and in fact, I'm, you know, I'm writing one. So yeah, I think I would love to. Do you think people get the reason people do it is because they get pigeonholed? Like, right. Is it like, okay, well, this film did really well for bridge. So bridge, can you do another one? Or, you know, can you bring out maybe just expand a little, but stay in that same lane. And maybe you're like, Hey, I want to do a drama, but like, that's not what was going to pay your bills type of thing. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could make just like a straight up drama. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like in my DNA <laughs> to be able, but at the same time, I mean, drama has evolved to such right. a point that it like so many dramas are, hilarious now right. like, like weirdly succession, yeah yeah succession and and like this just like I, I always fall back on like the movie, no country for old men like i remember like you think of that as a drama but like yeah. i remember being in the theater and almost all of the dialogue in that like people were laughing in right. in the theater over all of the dialogue and so it sort of just yeah raises this question as to like yeah what is comedy what is drama you know but I think ultimately, yeah, whatever I make is going to be thoroughly infused with comedic elements. Yeah. But I think like getting pigeonholed in this stuff. Sure. I mean, <laughs> if you're getting, if you're getting paid to do something, yeah. <laughs> I pigeon, mean, pigeonhole away. <laughs> pigeon, pigeonhole away, you know, <laughs> but yeah, sure. It's, I'm sure it's easy to fall into that sort of thing, but you know, as long as you're having fun with it. I mean, that's all that matters. And that's what's going to, you know, create the the good film or, or show or whatever. If you're having fun doing it, that's, that's all that matters. That's awesome. So as I mentioned, you directed, wrote, acted in a fantastic relationship. Do you see those career paths sort of going together as you work on your next few projects? Like, is there one of those that you think, man, I wish I could write another project, wish I could direct, wish I can act. Is there any one of those that you want to do more than the others or do you see like all three progressing on the same lane going forward? Definitely like the writing and directing I'd like to really focus on. You know, I, I always kind of like, I, I, I've always treated them as sort of a, a merged thing, you know, like right. so much of the time because it's like I've done both in tandem so much in the past that it's kind of merged into this, I mean, what would you call it? a redactor? <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> but the, the, yeah, I, I would, I would love to continue down that path uh, okay. of, of writing, directing projects because I, I love doing it and I love going through the whole process of it. You know, it, it's very much a cycle of like, you know, you, you have these initial ideas that you come up with, you know, the, the germination of the idea process and then the process where you say, oh my God, none of these are good. And then <laughs> throw away them all and then start again. And then you actually write. And then once you're done with that, getting, being able to, you know, fulfill it and, you know, see it through to the end is like a very rewarding process. So I, I would love to continue to be able to do those. Yeah. That's awesome. So it premieres February 25th. Super excited about that. You mentioned that there is a project you're working on. Is there any other things that you have upcoming that you can discuss? Let me think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do like, you know, a, an actual well-produced short 
coming nice. up. I'm, I'm trying to just because, you know, I've, and I've talked about this with a lot of like directors and stuff. It's like people forget that like it's like two or three or four or five years sometimes between these projects. And right. it's like, you know, because so much of it is spent taking meetings and fundraising and all this stuff. And so like circling just, back <laughs> a lot of circling and a lot of back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I would love to be able to just make something, you know? And, and right. so like, just to be able to make a, make a well put together short, I think I would really love, I'm trying, I'm working on, I'm working on a script with a, my friend, Kevin Shangaris. He's a, Great writer, great, great actor. We're, we're currently, you know, almost finished a draft of a awesome. sort of sci-fi rom-com that we've written. Yeah. And then that the horror comedy script I, I, I'm working on, you know, just a lot of writing and then right. hopefully putting together this short. And with the short, like, you know, my goal, I've never been able to shoot with two cameras at once, you know, just because of budgetary things and i so oftentimes it's so difficult right not with especially with improv if you only have one camera you're often doing some pretty creative weird editing things so exactly. to have two the cameras reaction is part of it right absolutely yeah and so like i really want to be able to focus on like being able to play around with two cameras because that seems like a lot of fun you know <laughs> so yeah the amount you've been able to do at you know low at the budget you have is just ridiculous, Bridge. Like you know, just hearing about like, and I'm excited for people to see this because it does not look like like a low budget film at all. Like it, you know, you managed you. to make it look fantastic, and uh, your whole team deserves a ton of props. I'm sure they'll get them at Sedona. So this is a filmmakers podcast as well. Uh, you're heading to a filmmakers film festivals, filmmakers podcast. Love sharing the love. Is there an indie film or filmmaker that you wish more people knew about? Well, you know, I'm just going to shout out a friend oh, of yeah. mine. Heck Jim yeah. Jim Cummings is a director, independent film director. He did a movie a few years back called Thunder Road, and then yep. he did Wolf of Snow Hollow and The Beta Test. All of them great movies. And yeah, what what's so cool about him is like, He's just, you know, going back to that discussion about like what is, you know, comedy or drama or something. It's like, again, with his stuff, it's very much what is this, you know, because right. it's technically drama films, but very, very funny. And uh, yeah, just such a talented writer, director, just, you know, filmmaker. Like, I, I just I can't recommend his work enough. And, you know, he's developing some really cool projects. And so. Jim, and I was just going to shout out uh, my friend, uh, Danny, yeah. Danny, Danny Madden. He's uh he did a film called Beast Beast, which is like super, super great. It's, it's like very kind of cinema verte style, like very naturalistic acting and stuff. I really admire like what he is able to get out of his actors, like, and just how natural, like I kind of aspire to like get that level of naturalism in my movies so yeah shout out to danny and jim yeah awesome 
So I can tell you, Bridge, I'm going to release this episode twice, once around the next few weeks when Sedona happens, and then another when I can actually talk about the jokes that are in it that made me laugh so much. <laughs> like, I'm, it's been so hard for me not to, like, drop little references. Maybe I should Sure, yeah. But drop little references in here that would, you know, people would only get after they watch the movie. So... Maybe I'll just say that you must love books a lot. You know, maybe I'll just say that. There. <laughs> it'll, it'll make sense to people after yeah. they watch the film. But uh, <laughs> Stewart, this has been fantastic. The film is a fantastic relationship. It premieres at the Sedona International Film Festival on February 25th. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's been great. Ben, thanks so much for having me, man. This has been, this has been very fun. Thanks for listening to the First Time Go podcast. The goal is to make life a little easier for independent creators. So if you're with me for that, please give the podcast a five-star review wherever you download your podcast. It's free and helps expand the reach for the creators on the show. Expanded membership is available through Directors Club. You get access to season one, early episodes when available, and other subscription benefits. Sign up now through Red Circle. The link is in the show notes. Check out the podcast YouTube channel if you'd like to watch a select number of episodes of the podcast and the indie film highlight posted every Sunday. Thanks again for listening and helping creators get their first time going.